Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Thank you. The Lord bless you. You can be seated. It's great to be back in the house. It's wonderful to travel. It's wonderful to minister in many places, but I've got to speak in authentic truth, okay? Uh, uh, if my, my wife's actually still listening to me. She's upstairs. She was in the first service, but uh, she's resting a little now. But she keeps me honest, and I can honestly say there's something about being back in the house. It, nothing quite compares with it, and we all know and give thanks to the Lord for the leadership that we have, Pastor uh, Russell and Sam and Pastor Neil and Leone and so many others. And Rudy, that was here a few moments ago, I want to say we are, should be incredibly grateful as a people for the team, for, the, for, for everybody that takes a part, you know, and so I am very grateful for that. Um, when I asked the Lord uh, what to share, I want you to know that this morning is extremely personal and it comes right from in here, Okay. Uh, um, and this morning the title is, uh, I had to give it some title, so it was the uh, 2022 explained, 2023 anticipated. And I might contend this, that if you can understand what 2022 was really all about, then you will not dread 23, you'll anticipate it with great expectation. And if there's one thing I want to impart uh, over the next half an hour together is a great anticipation for next year. Uh, your next year is pregnant with potential. And I'm not saying it lightly, and you'll see over the next 20 minutes or so, I'm saying it because of a biblical principle that is totally irreversible, non-negotiable. It's an absolute. It's like waking up in the morning, you know it's a new day. I'm telling you right now that the period of brokenness will always give you a way to a period of breakthrough to those who have embraced the promise. And so I remember uh, reading something once that uh, Bishop Leslie Newbigin, he said, the resurrection was not the reversal of a defeat. It was a manifestation of a victory. And I want you to know something that when Jesus was betrayed, when, when Jesus was forsaken, when he went through all of that tragedy and the trial and the crucifixion and the cross, God hadn't left the throne. That wasn't a defeat. My friends, that was a process. That was a process. Jesus said, for the hope that is set before me, I endured the cross. You see, Jesus actually had father's foresight. He knew what he was birthing. He knew that the book of Acts was coming. He knew the explosion of power and authority and miracles that were coming. And he knew that he was birthing that for them. He knew that his trial, what he went through, was birthing for a new generation the miracles and the supernatural interventions of God. And my friends, for those of you that have been exercised by it, 
For those of you that responded, God would not react as man would. For those of you that hit your knees over the last 12 months, two years, those of you that have had a cry out to God, my God, where are you? For those of you that have turned Godward in the last 12 months, even through the pain, even through the challenge, I'm telling you now, you are birthing something for next year that's going to explode. There's going to be miracles breaking out, and people will never know it's because you have been on your knees. 2022 has been a process. 2023 is a fruit of that process. It's the breakthrough that is coming. Can you say amen? My friends, I'll give you a statement. I hope it helps you for the rest of your life. The process was vital to the victory at birth. Pastor Russell announced to us all about 11 months ago, this is going to be the year of humility. And I remember sitting there thinking, oh, good. Gee, that sounds great. You know, wonderful. You've got to be kidding. The last 12 months has been anything but wonderful. The last 12 months have been a challenge and a trial and a contradiction like nothing I have ever experienced in my entire life. But I want to tell you something. What he prophesied was true. Because, you see, everybody wants humility, but it's the process the process. Everybody wants the resurrection, but the cross was necessary. My friends, why? And I, I, what I'm ministering on this morning is the why. Well, why would God allow the last 12 months? Why would God allow the cross? Why would God uh, allow adversity, challenge, all of that some of you have been through? Why? Because he knows what it's birthing. He knows what it's birthing. The birth is worth the travail. And when I was sitting on my deck one morning, <laughs> being very honest, and saying, Father, if this is what it takes, really, is all that humility necessary? I mean, is, do you, really, do you need this much humility? And immediately the Lord spoke to me and said, because I see the end result. I see what it's producing. You see, all we can see is the challenge, but my friends, it was birthing something. And the Lord gave me this phrase, which I think is coming up. Humility or the gaining of humility is the gateway to spiritual authority. Humility is the gateway to victory. I've learned something. The state of authentic humility, I'm not talking about religious humility where you go around trying to prove you're humble. I'm talking about the Jesus kind of humility of spirit attracts the miraculous to it and the supernatural. It's like magnet. It's like a magnet. You, you, you don't even have to do anything. Miracles turn up to the humble and the contrite of heart. We've all been through a unique season in different ways. But I'm telling you this, my Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. 
And right now, we know, and I'm not being dramatic or super spiritual, but we know demonic forces have been let loose in our nation, in our city, in our communities, and there's a spiritual battle going on. And if you and I are ever going to stand up and eyeball the devil and get, tell him to get lost, and if we are ever going to walk into a room and make demons tremble and see people set free and delivered across our society, then we're going to have to do something more than just carry a title or carry a name or carry a gift. We are going to have to carry something much more than that. We need the authority of the Christ. We need the supremacy of the Christ. We need, when we walk into a room, we need to know that the Holy Ghost is going to turn up with power. And my friends, there's only one way to get that. You want resurrectional power? That's what this year's all been about. It's not to crush you, it's to qualify you. Isaiah 57, 15. Isaiah 57, 15. Thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in a high and holy place. Stop it there for a second. I dwell in this high and holy place. He's actually speaking about the place of his presence. Now, God is spirit. Wherever God is, here's what you've got to get in your head. Wherever God is, his throne room is. It's not a geographical place, you know, 1,400 kilometers north of Pluto. It's not there. You won't find it. It's wherever God is, the throne room of God is. The power of God is. The authority of God is. It's where he turns up. And what he's saying is, I dwell in a place of indescribable power and authority and dominion. I'm telling you now, friends, if you could see 1%, if you could see 1% of 1%, of the glory of God and the power of God through spiritual eyes, you would be so overwhelmed you'd never get over it for the rest of your life. Indescribable power. And he says this, I can't get over this scripture. He says, that's where I dwell, but he goes on. And he says, I'm sharing it. I, I sit there with him or her who has a contrite and humble spirit. He's actually sharing it to revive the spirit of the humble, to revive the heart of the contrite ones. That word contrite in the original means those who have been humbled and brought low, part of the process. You see, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6 talks about us being seated together with Christ. But, but my friends, a lot of people can quote that scripture, but how many actually experience it on a day-to-day -day basis? How many go through life deeply conscious that the authority of the Christ is upon them? When they walk into the room, every hairy-legged little demon screams in terror and runs out the door. How many people actually feel like that? Do you actually walk in through life knowing you're carrying the authority and dominion of the Christ? Is that actually how you feel? Is that how you think? Because if you don't, you should. My friends, we're not called to potter our way through life hoping we make it. We're called to rule and reign with Christ and make a difference to our world, make a difference to our society, make a difference to our city, make a difference to our family. When you walk into any given environment, the environment should change because you have walked into that room. Why? Because you're somebody great? No, because you carry the authority of the Christ.
and there's no easy way to get that. I'd like to give you some Pentecostal hootenanny bubble and say, just press a button. It doesn't happen. But 2022, for those who are exercised by it, for those who realize their desperate need of God in it, didn't react manward, but they responded Godward and hit their knees and you crying out so hard as hard. I'll tell you what, people that responded in the last 12 months have positioned themselves for what I've just been telling you about. 2023 is not a repeat of 22. It's the, it's the fruit of it. It's the achievement. It's the breakthrough. Bra 22 has been brokenness and bringing us to the cross, bringing us to a place of realization, bringing us to a place of humility of spirit. But out of that comes forth the days of conquest that now lie ahead of us. I believe that all that's within me. 2023 will be the fruit of process. It's the year of spiritual breakthrough. It's a year of spiritual victory, and I'm telling you, I wouldn't make that statement lightly. I believe of all that's within me. What does humility look like? Some people, if I say that humility is gentle and kind and self-sacrificing, that would be a true statement because that's who Jesus was. But it's not a weak thing. When Jesus took a cord of whips and, and, and drove the money changes out of his father's house because it was supposed to be a house of prayer, was he any less humble? No, because he was humility personified. He couldn't stop being humble because he was humility. And so what you want to understand, humility is not some sort of religious exercise to show how cowed down and silly and stupid you can be. It's a... Humility, true humility is a thing of incredible strength. It's a thing of incredible power, but it is strength and power that is dependent upon our Father's will, our Father's directive, our Father's empowerment. Jesus went through all of his life subject to his Father. You know, humility is not only vital, for spiritual authority and dominion to take place in a person's life. But if the body of Christ is ever going to be healed and whole, humility of spirit. Didn't quite say this was in the first service, but it's absolutely vital. You see, the devil knows the power of unity. But what separates brethren, what separates families, what separates relationships, what causes people to go through life in a closed little box and not be open and embracing and vibrant with life, with the relationships around them? Insecurity. You see, the fact of the matter is, people, when you come to a place of humility, you're actually coming to a place of identity. You're coming to a place where the light bulb goes on and you realize that you're your father's son, you're your father's daughter, and the revelation that bursts inside of you, he's actually my father. He's not just like one, he is my father. And you suddenly realize you've already achieved all the identity you could ever want in this whole, in this universe. I'm my father's son. I'm my father's daughter. And, and humility is dependence on him, total dependence on him for life itself. From that position, relationships open up. Because people feel loved. People don't feel threatened. 
Other people, you know, this, this year has been a year of brokenness for a lot of people. And even people that on the outside look successful and, and very uh, uh, self-sufficient and strong and all those things, but inside they have gone through a cross. On the inside they've been brought to their knees with a new cry. What's that about? Oh, God's not trying to crush them. God's trying to qualify them. True humility is a powerful thing, but the process People very rarely look at the process. This is coming out a little differently. I must be a real nightmare to the PowerPoint people because they never know where I am. But I tell you now, friends, just one thing to preach and another thing to live it. When COVID gate crashed our world, Everything changed. I was in Nashville. I was preaching in a wonderful church there. It influences the globe. My next 12 months in my calendar were filled with churches and different nations and apostolic movements, and, and the world looked incredible. And then in one moment, every single thing changed. Because I, my, most of my ministries elsewhere it means travel. So that was cancelled. In the space of a few days, few weeks, every single invitation was cancelled. Had to be cancelled. And so I'm reeling under that and trying to get over that and then suddenly I come down with coronary disease and then I have a quintuple bypass, five, that's five, quintuple bypass and then I'm, eventually I emerge out of that and I'm starting to recover and our ministry centre goes up in an inferno of flames and burns to the ground. 56 years of my Bibles, uh, our uh, studio that we used to talk globally from, uh, our staff quarters, it all just burnt and, went and became a rubble. And then we're getting over that a little bit when suddenly my wife starts getting a series of different medical issues and one more alarming than the next. And then she suffered a, a crushed fracture in her spine. And then she had another one. 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 And she had seven crushed fractures of her spine. And I saw my wife shrinking every day. And she lost seven centimeters in height. But she was here this morning in the first service, rejoicing and entering in. She's celebrating life because of what God has showed us. I only told you that little bit of testimony to tell you this. I'm not preaching at you, I'm with you. But, but one morning, I came to this incredible moment, never forgotten it, where I said, I hadn't preached for 10 months. I had nothing in my calendar, nothing in my diary. For the first time in 56 years, I've been preaching for 56 years now. I started when I was 19. And for the first time, I could look at a diary and say, I don't have one invitation, not one opening, nothing. And I thought, that's it. And I'm sitting there on that deck, and the accuser comes. How many know what that's like? The old accuser comes and he says, you're finished. Your time's up. You're a blooming relic. You're 75 years old. Get used to it. You're retired. You're out to pasture. Just Now, my spirit knows those things are lies. 
but my mind and my emotion which are battered day after day after day. And one day, I had this revelation of my father's heart. I can't explain it to you. I've known him as my father for many, many, many years, but it was just like a renewal. And I suddenly, I knew. I had everything already. I, I didn't need anything more. I just needed him. I just needed him. And, and suddenly his love filled my heart. And I said, Father, if I never preach again, it's okay. If no one even knows I'm on the planet, it doesn't matter as long as I have this. As long as me and thee are flowing like this. As long as my heart is with your heart. And I entered into the most incredible sense of his power and presence. And two or three days later, I don't know what happened. He must have just decided to push a button. I did nothing. I didn't ask for any invitations. I didn't even let anybody know I was still breathing. I was just sitting there. And the invitation just flooded down. The last few weeks have ministered in, I don't know how many, of the largest apostolically-led churches and movements in this country. That's the reason why I haven't been here. But I've done nothing to make it happen. Zero. And you know what? I'm loving it. I was telling Pastor Natalie before the difference between how it used to be and how it is now. I've always been a very intense person. You wouldn't believe that, would you? And, and, and yet, and yet, it's effortless, people. It's effortless. Why? Because it doesn't depend on me. And it doesn't depend on you. It depends on him. It depends on him. Not until you come to the end of yourself can he fully possess your heart and use you as he wants to. We stand on the verge of something extraordinary next year for those who've embraced the process. My friends, you can be seated. I, I, listen, if I had to sum up after 56 years of studying the life of Jesus and watching others and reading the word, I've come to conclusion that humility alone is a secret to the miraculous being sustainable. You, the, you, I know you can see the gift of miracles and the gift of... And I know, and people pay a huge price and they stomp the floor and, and things can happen. I know all about the gift operation and I honor all of that. But I'm telling you now, you don't have to do anything like that if you're in a humble and a contrite heart living in relationship with your father because the supernatural is automatically going to be drawn to you. The spirit of Jesus doesn't have to strive. I never said this in the first service either. But I believe there's some business people here. And you've been striving and struggling and, and looking at the dollar and the interest rate and all of those things and saying, oh God, what's going to hit next? Oh, friends, when you're in your intimacy with your father, when you're dwelling in intimacy with his heart, when you're totally dependent on him and him alone, you don't have to worry about that. You don't. You really don't. I mean, Dr. Professor Bishop Clayton is sitting right there. And he can remember 
when he was on my team years ago. We had a team and we needed about 30, 35, 35,000 a month just to pay all the salaries. And Margaret and I never had a clue where it was coming from. And I remember we got a business manager, wonderful woman of God, but she was a business background. And um, initially coming on board with us was a real education. Um, and just about drove her nuts. Um, because in her world, two and two made four. In our world, two and two made 176. It didn't make any difference. And I remember on one occasion, uh, uh, we were due to pay all the salaries on the Friday, and she came to see us. I've never forgotten this. Steve and I were chatting, and she came up on a Wednesday morning, and she said, guys, guys. I said, what? We've got no money. There's no money in the account. And Steve and I said, and? She said, what do you mean, and? We pay all the salaries on Friday. And we looked at her and says, but, but Rosie, it's not Friday. It's Wednesday. And she said, you're all nuts. You know, and she doesn't mind me saying that because she said it a hundred times. I said, check the account on Friday morning. Friday morning, there was more than enough. Why? That happened, didn't only happen once, that happened a hundred times because when you get liberated from the fact that the supernatural has got nothing to do with your striving, your sweating, your smarts, and how good you can do things, but how dependent you are upon him to do what you can't do, my friends, it's a place of liberty, it's a place of freedom. But there's a process that gets us back to that point. 2022 has been a year of brokenness for so many people, but it's, but it's been bringing us back to a cry. It's been bringing us back to this gut level, oh, intensity of cry. My father, my father, how desperately I need you. If you, if you want to know the one word that describes authentic biblical humility, it's the word dependence. The more dependent you are, the more powered you are. I've said many, many times over my life, God, my Father is wonderful, and he's got this little strategy that he keeps pulling out in those times when he knows we need a miracle. And do you know what the strategy is? No option. When you run out of all options and you hit your knees and you say, oh God, please. It's the greatest place on the planet because in that moment of total dependence, you become, you become somehow qualified for the supernatural of God to break through. My friends, listen to me. 2022 has not been about, it's not been about crushing you. It's been about qualifying you. And the tragedy is that some people will absolutely resent 2022 and be angry about it. And they've missed the whole point of the process. It was supposed to bring us to our knees, crying out for our Father's intervention and declaring again that nothing else matters but Him and me. But for those who have, my Bible says this, one last scripture. 
before I work towards the eventual possibility of a probable close. Did you get the wisdom of that? Skipping over a lot of stuff. Isaiah 40 verse 30 says this. This is, this is a prophecy to many of you. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Humanity's always going to fail. But those who wait on or present themselves to the Lord shall renew their strength. Who I? Because it's going to be his strength. It's going to be his strength. It's going to be by the Holy Ghost. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. My friends, 2023 is coming. And you need to get your anticipation for it. I'm 75 years old, but I tell you what, I am so anticipating next year and the year after and the decade after that and the decade after that. Why? Because it doesn't depend on me. It depends on him. It depends on him. Don't resist the process. Thank God that he trusted you enough to allow you to taste a little of what Jesus did. Because in that process, something of a cry of dependence is birthed within you. And in that moment where that cry becomes so unqualified, unconditional, total abandonment cry of the heart, in that moment, it triggers something in the heavens. I don't want to be overly dramatic. I actually believe what I'm about to say. I believe that a person who is totally dependent on the Holy Spirit, a person who is living out of intimacy with their father, a person who no longer cares whether they have a platform or no platform, a person who couldn't care less what other people think as long as their father is smiling, that person who has come to a place of total surrender and total adoration, that person, listen to me, that person walks into a room and demons actually tremble because in the spirit world they instantly recognize a humble and a contrite heart and they fear it because it's the spirit of Jesus. If you've never felt more broken in your life, you've never been more qualified in your life. God's not here to condemn you. God's not here to crush you. God's here to tell you, well done. Now look up. Look up from the ash heap. Look up from the cross. Look up, look up, look up because your redemption draws nigh. Look up, look up because 2023 is on its way. Look up with anticipation. And I'm going to open the altars right now for any of you that have had 12 months a little bit like I have. And Margaret, times when you felt, oh God, I'm going to hang on to the end of the rope, but I can't even find the end of the rope. But when you realize that was not God's neglect, that was God's invitation to come and sit with him in the throne of his power. Because when, you're, when you've got no longer any strength in yourself, Paul said it in 2 Corinthians 12, he said, when I am weakest, then I know the power of God is on his way. 
I'd love to pray for you. We'll just open if you want. If you want, I'm not. I just want to pray in collective. But I, I feel the Holy Spirit tugging some of you. And what you need to do when you come out to the front, don't come out because of protocol. You come out because you're leaving 2022 behind and you're embracing 223. You're saying, my father, I'm leaving behind any dependence on me and I'm reaching out for total dependence on you. My God, I'm unconditionally available. All I live for is being your son and your daughter and being available for your every will and purpose. If that's you, then come on out here and I'm gonna pray that the Holy Spirit of God will bring a fresh wind into your spirit. Hope and confidence will begin to arise. We say rather glibly sometimes that the darkest night gives way to the brightest dawn. But I want to tell you in the Holy Ghost, that's true too. That's true right now for you. And all he wants is unconditional abandonment. All he wants, don't worry about you. And I feel this. If any of you are saying yes, but in the process, I didn't always handle it well. Oh, join the party. I didn't always handle it well either. But God knows your heart, my friend. He looks beyond your frailty. He looks beyond your humanity. And he sees what's happening right now. And right now what he sees is somebody reaching out, hungry for him. And that's all he knows. And the rest of it doesn't matter anymore. Reach out now. Yesterday, you can't have it back, but all you can embrace your tomorrow. Do it now. Father, I want to thank you, Lord, for the indescribable way that you love every single person in this auditorium and around the world watching this. Every single person, no matter where they are, you love them indescribably and you accept them unconditionally. And Father, right now I pray, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, blow a wind into every heart, oh God, driving the debris out, driving the discouragements out, the disillusionment out. Oh, in Jesus' name, every condemnation out in the name of Jesus, every guilt out in the name of Jesus. My God, breathe by the Holy Ghost, hope and faith and confidence in you, confidence in your grace, confidence in your goodness, confidence in your resurrection, confidence in your being able to restore every human heart. My God, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, breathe, 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 my Father. God loves you so much. Cancel the ifs, cancel the buts. It's just embracing Him that counts. 2022, the year of gaining humility. 2023, the fruit of the process. The year of breakthrough, the year of spiritual victory. Miracles are going to break out because you're now dependent on Him and Him alone. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thanks for listening. 
For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.